0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Pulpit to Pew podcast and our journey through the Bible. We're anchoring down one final time in the book of Numbers, and some big changes are coming to the narrative of our story. And there's going to be some things we're going to see today that you're going to want to remember from when we get to those minor prophets. Let's get started. Well, hello, once again, welcome back to the podcast, just sitting down a little late to record this podcast and was jotting down some notes where we have covered in the book of numbers over the last week. And there's some big events that took place and I can't go in depth in all of them, but I want us to continue our study through the Bible and looking through this narrative and let's, let's kind of jump right in. In, and i want to start in numbers chapter 20 really i could go back to yeah well the beginning of 20 no yes the beginning of 20 because in the beginning of 20 one of the uh, i don't want to say characters it sounds like it's a movie but when you're following this narrative closely and for me podcasting and writing about it it's it's been a whole new a whole new approach to studying the bible but i begin to look at this as characters that i'm You're spending time with. And it should be that always probably when I'm reading the Bible, but in one of those is Miriam. And you remember Miriam in chapter 20, we see her death. It says, and then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation into the desert of Zin in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh and Miriam died there and was buried there. That's all it says. But Miriam was a key figure. We had some I mean, I don't want to take the whole podcast talking about her. We got another death to deal with and some changes coming up. But but you got to, when you're reading through the Bible, these men and women become the people you're studying. And Miriam, you remember when we kind of first met Miriam? Moses was just a baby. He was put into a basket and sent down a river. And Miriam followed that basket and saw Pharaoh's daughter, take Moses out and and then she went up and said can I find an Israelite woman to nurse her and went and got her mom I mean Miriam has been there by Moses's side now she got jealous at one point and if you, we read this not just a few weeks ago and and God gave her leprosy to teach her a lesson on humility but but she's been there throughout this whole time when we've been reading of of Moses Miriam has been there with him. And now she's died in chapter twenty. And then there's another really big thing that happened in chapter twenty. Chapter twenty, no surprise here, okay? No one. If you listen to my podcast this year, no surprise here. But Israel was complaining, right? They were complaining. Now I always, I always self check whenever I say that because I can tend to be a complainer as well, and I'm sure you can. But Israel was complaining that they had no water. This has already happened once. And the first time it happened, it's important to remember, the first time it happened, God told Moses to take his rod and strike the rock. And when he struck the rock, water came. Well, the people were now, it says, they chode with Moses, and they spake, saying, Would God that we had died with our brethren had died of the Lord before. And why have you brought us into this congregation of the Lord and in the wilderness? We and our cattle should die here. Again, we're better off if we were in Egypt when we were slaves. That same, they say the same thing over and over and over. It's the same narrative. You know, I don't have this in my notes, but it. think about your last few arguments, maybe with a spouse or whoever you argue with. Hopefully you say, oh, I don't argue with anybody. That's great. But a lot of times arguments come back to the same narrative, the same story, the same things, the same hurts. That's why in a marriage relationship, they say, you know, not to go back and say, you know, are not to use 100% statements. I always remember learning that from Pastor Scheller. But you're not to go back in the past and start bringing up past things. And uh, But a lot of times you'll find in arguments, you go back to the same narratives. Well, you did this. Well, that's, that's what Egypt does. They go, excuse me, Israel does. They always go back to, why did you bring us out here to leave us? It's just, it's an area in their lives that they haven't dealt with. But they're arguing and complaining. And it says in verse 6 that Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly into the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. So, so far, so good. I mean, Moses and Aaron doing the right thing. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, take the rod, And gather thou and the assembly together, thou and Aaron and thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes, and it shall give forth water. And now I've taught a whole lesson on this, and so I'm trying to move along, but it's interesting because he comes back and the people still kind of mocked at him a little bit and complained, and he got mad, and he started to call them names. You're rebels, and I now I have to fetch you this water. Whoa, 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 Moses, this isn't you. This is God. You were just on your face. That was the good part. And now he's mad, and in that anger of his own, he's saying, I've got to fetch you this water. He's taking the place of God. It's not him. And then he he strikes the rock. When God told him here, just speak to the rock. It says in verse 11, And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the Lord spake to Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not, to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel. Therefore ye shall not, big statement here, guys. You shall not bring the congregation into the land that I have given them. That's huge. That's the land that's been talked about. We've been talking about it on this podcast since the beginning of the year. But for them, it's been hundreds and hundreds of years. It's the land promised to Abraham, the land promised to Isaac, the land promised to Jacob, and then his descendants and Joseph. Moses had the chance to lead his people in. But his disobedience here, and God said, no. You're not going to lead them in. You won't be the one. Sad story. Uh, Moses who has been who's called by God as a meek man who was and is a and it was a godly man. a wonderful example, but in this moment he was angry and frustrated and God used that as a lesson to teach him and said, you're not going to lead the people into the promised land. I'm going to choose someone else and we'll get to that in a minute. And so very just a heart-wrenching story. You go from Miriam's death and Moses' failure there, Um, He picked himself up. Moses handled this, though, so, I think, beautifully, even in disappointment. But then there's something that when I was reading this week, I knew this story. I've taught, I've preached on this story before, that one I just read. I knew about Miriam's death. I didn't know when it was. It happened to fit into Numbers chapter 20. But I didn't really remember verses 14 down through 22. I didn't remember it. And for some reason, as I was just reading this week, that stood out to me. And I begin to remember some things, so I did a little research. And I'm going to go quick on this because this isn't a lot like a narrative-changing thing, but it's something I want you to remember. It's something fun about the Bible that we got to remember when we're reading these things. We're following a narrative for this full year. All this is going to play in together. In in starting in verse 14, that Moses sent messengers to the king of Edom. Now, who is the Edomites? The Edomites were the descendants of Esau. Okay. So you've got the Edomites who came from Esau. Well, where did the Israelites come from? They came from Jacob. They're descendants of Jacob. Well, who are Jacob and Esau? They were brothers. So the Edomites are family with the Israelites. They have their own nation, their own land. They were the descendants of Esau. Remember when Jacob deceived his father and got the blessing and Esau was going to kill him. And all of that happened that hundreds of years ago, but we read it. And so we're following the narrative. We remember that that split and Esau went off and he had his his nation and, and God had promised him, you're going to have a great nation. And here they are, the Edomites and, and uh, great in number, I should say. And and then remember, in, like in chapter 32, 33, Jacob wrestled with God. Remember, he sent his family because he was going to meet up with Esau. And he sent his family ahead. He was the last one. He wrestled with God. Then he met with Esau, and there was peace. Then he kind of reconciled Esau. And decided, yeah, what you did was wrong, but hey, you know what? I'm, I'm fine. I've got a good family. got a good land. Everything was fine. Those two made peace, but over the years and over the time that stories carried down and their descendants are still angry and bitter. And so here's a time when the family, Edomites, could have helped Israel. Israel was still traveling to this promised land in the wilderness. They needed to, wandering around in this wilderness, they needed to take the king's route, which would have been the easiest route, but they got two to three million people. It's pretty big. The Edomites said, no, you're not going to pass. Moses sent something to the king saying, hey, we're family. I'll pay you for whatever whatever water we use, whatever whatever we use, we will do, we'll just be as peaceful as possible. Moses handled this very, like a diplomat very well. And the Edomites stood their ground and said, you cannot pass through here. And so Moses didn't make war with them. He had to go another way, a more difficult way, but he went that way. Now, I just thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. Here, your family and they're standing up against you. And I remembered something, because I've read through and studied before, and I remembered something that's going to happen when we get to the book of Obadiah. Obadiah is a minor prophet. And you know who it's written to? The Edomites. These people. Their descendants. And you know what God is doing? He's destroying them. God is getting vengeance years later for what they did to Israel right here. Moses was peaceful. Moses handled it how he was supposed to. And God dealt with them much later, and they're going to get their own book, Obadiah. A prophet's going to come and warn them about the judgment that's coming unless they repent. And you and I will get there many months from now. Many months from now. But remember this podcast, all right? Remember this moment when I said, from this day and others, from this moment in Numbers chapter 20, God's going to get that revenge when we get to the book of Obadiah. I thought that was interesting. And I want to see if any of you remember that. I should have like a candy bar. Like I will buy you a candy bar if you live close to me. And if not, I should send you something like a $5 gift card. If you remember months and months and months from now, when we get to Obadiah, if you say, hey, remember Numbers 20, I should give you like a Starbucks card or something. Remind me of that. All right. So we've covered Miriam's death. We've talked about Edom. They didn't let him pass through, even though they were family. Obadiah. Um, Aaron dies. Remember Aaron? We've kind of, in the end of chapter 20, again, another thing in chapter 20, a big chapter. Miriam died. The rock. Moses has failed. He's going to lose his spot. Edom wouldn't let him pass. And now Aaron dies as well. I don't think all this happened in one day, by the way. this was <laughs> This was some time in the one chapter, but we read it fast. And now Aaron's died. Well, we've we've spent some time with Aaron. Aaron was the spokesman when Moses was was insecure, and he said, "I can't speak." And God got frustrated and said, "Just get Aaron." And Aaron was faithful by Moses' side. Aaron held up Moses' arms in that one battle. I'm just talking off the cuff now with some memories, but remember some of the mistakes Aaron made when Moses was up on the mountain for a long time, and God and the people with God and the people wanted to make them false gods they were scared and Aaron went along with it and but Aaron's been there this entire time a faithful servant and now he dies and he's off the scene one of the there was always the interesting story about Balaam and the donkey Balaam when he wanted to pronounce a curse against Israel and God stopped him he couldn't do it and then the time when he was going and there was the angel of the Lord that the donkey could see and Balaam couldn't, Balaam kept beating the donkey and the donkey finally looked at him and said, why do you keep hitting me these three times? And the donkey talked and Balaam seemed to not miss a beat with it. And then this last couple of weeks ago, uh, when I had uh, an atheist friend send me something and he wanted me to watch a video and that video, they were using this story, ironically, to mock the Bible and Christians to say, you actually believe like if he, in his argument, his, all his argument was. If we said to you today that an animal talked to a human, you would say that's crazy. But yet you read the Bible and you believe it just because the Bible says it. Well, that's correct. <laughs> the Bible says it. There's a lot of things that happened in the Bible that were different. It's just how God worked. I mean, I don't see red seas parted. I don't see the sun stop. A lot of things God was working, and uh, so. But that story was came in here. But then another big one that took place was in chapter number twenty-seven, and I'll probably kind of start wrapping it up here. Chapter twenty-seven, chapter twenty-seven, is when now Moses has has sinned. God said, "You're not going to lead him into the Promised Land." Now, if you list, if you're a faithful listener to this podcast, you know who's going to lead him into the Promised Land, because we've done a series on that. And if you're just if you're just a Bible student, you know. But if not, the the successor to Moses, who's going to take over the narrative a little bit as we get, we got to get through Deuteronomy, which is going to take us some time, but who's going to start taking over is this man named Joshua. In chapter 27, the Lord said to Moses, take thee, Joshua, the son of Nun, a man whom is the spirit. I like that. And lay thine hand upon him and set him for Eleazar, the priest, and before all the congregation, to give him sight. Before, I did this series this year. There was this mini series. You can go back and listen to it if you want, but there was a mini series about Joshua. I don't remember what I called it. It was about Joshua, and it was before Joshua became the name Joshua that we all know from the book of Joshua. There were like four scenes. We've read some of them in Numbers and Exodus, we've already went through them, and I didn't emphasize them in this study, but there were four scenes in which we kind of see a glimpse of the character of Joshua before he becomes the great leader. And we looked at those four scenes. But in all those scenes, he had a very humble spirit, a servant's mindset, a man of prayer. And God said, this will be my next man. This will be the man that will lead Israel into the promised land. Now, we're going to get through Deuteronomy. In next week's episode, episode, next week's like a TV show, I guess, but next week's podcast, I will discuss more about Deuteronomy. I'll give the history of the book, the the purpose of the book and all of that. I may even dabble in that in a little bit of Monday's newsletter. Um, it depends on, I got to get motivated. Or I guess it takes me a little bit more time to do that. I can just talk off the cuff right here to you guys. But um, but I'm going to definitely do that in, on next Thursday, talk some about Deuteronomy when we get into that book. But hey, we're we're almost through the Pentateuch. We're on this journey through the Bible and we're almost to the end of the Pentateuch you're, you're almost four books done right Genesis well really we've done job as well right so more than that we have we've really covered some ground here and so if you're staying with it or you're just listening along with this that's that's an accomplishment as well we're not covering that as in depth but you're following the narrative of the Bible and as we go you're gonna see how all of these characters all these men and women play a role in leading us, all this is leading us to Jesus Christ. And then once we get into the New Testament, we're going to see how Jesus Christ has changed everything. But that's going to be a long time from now. But it will be within this year. I don't know when, but we're going to get there. So, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Make sure you hit subscribe. Leave a review, if you would. If you haven't yet, if you're one of the new listeners and you haven't left a review, go to the bottom of whatever you're listening to. preferably on Apple podcast, if it's Apple, um, but leave a little review there and that will help get it out to more people. Hey, have a great week. We'll see you back. I'm not teaching this Sunday, so probably not a Sunday podcast. I'll try to have a newsletter on Monday. If you haven't subscribed to that, go to bradmcclure.org and you can subscribe to that. And then we will be back next Thursday talking about the book of Deuteronomy. Have a great week.